as our listeners will notice, there's one more smiling face that uh, is new to the show. Um, so, Darren. There's a face. It's a welcome, face. man. Thank you. <laughs> Good to have you. Uh, why don't you give us a, a brief introduction uh, to yourself? So I, I will I will very quickly preface this with um, Javier and Darren and Frank and I have been talking offline for the past, uh, I would say, what, two months now? Six it, years? Has, it been, has it been about two months? Well, just all of us together on the chat group. Has it been about two months now? Yeah. Yeah. It feel it feels like it's 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 not like an introduction as it needed, but I forget that this is the first time that anyone else is hearing him on the show. So so Darren, please uh, in, uh, introduce us to yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and and uh, and again welcome. Uh, sure, I'm. My name is Darren Weens. No wines. Wines. Weens. It's wines and... <laughs> spelled wines and pronounced Weens. <laughs> it's Weens. And I live out uh, in Maple Ridge, British Columbia, very close to Vancouver, BC, and uh, quite enjoy. I've been flying RC helicopters for, I think, somewhere around 16, 17 years now, something like that. Oh, wow. Although my flying ability wouldn't, would not uh, show that, but oh, well. Oh, amen. Amen, brother. I've been doing <laughs> lots of things for, for 16 or 17 years, and people are like, oh, really? You have? That long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my scale flying is actually really good, but my 3D flying definitely needs a lot of work. I like this guy. I like this guy already, Javier. <laughs> that, well, that's so. How did you? Um, how did you get into the hobby then? Because let's see, 17 years ago, I think Frank and I are right around 10 years at this point. Um, hobby probably around the same. So 17. That was like what era of remote? control helicopter flight was that was it gas or only were they still electrics or were we starting to be more electrics like where where, where, where does this fall in uh electrics were coming into play uh so everything was still fly barred at the time the t-rex 600 was out and the two big ones at that time that i knew of anyways was the raptor 50 and the t-rex 600 nitro uh, or no sorry t-rex 600 electric and that that time then the t-rex 600 electric was actually running 6s 5000s on uh flybard helicopter and yeah that's that's the time my first my first actual my first decent helicopter shall we say was a blade 400 and i bought that it had only been released for about a month when i first bought the blade 400 Uh, okay so I, my very first, well, not my very first, but my first helicopter of note that I really liked uh, was my uh, 450, was it a 450X? It's the, the very first Flybard 450 model. Uh, so that was probably, what, like five years after the 400 came out? Yeah, I think something like that. Okay. It was still Flybard okay. then too? Um, the 450X was the very first Flybarless one that I remember. Okay, because uh, they have also a four- had a Flybard version as well. Yeah, because I had a 450 3D, which was the um, uh, the sibling, or I guess it was the the offspring of the 400. Uh, they went to the 450 3D, and that one still had a fly bar. And then the very next yeah. one, they basically just took the fly bar off and put the Beast X on it. Yes, yes. I had that one. And that's that's the one they and, called the 450X. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. The, the, the blue, blue canopy. That was a that was a great yeah. helicopter. I like that one. Yeah, until, until you uh, flew it like 10 flights, and then the... Uh, motor ate up the main gear, and then it just went to shift from there. 
I'm going to be then, honest with you, Frank. Mine didn't make 10 flights. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. I don't think I ever got 10 flights in a row before I had to rebuild dude, it. Dude, I had everything <laughs> on that thing, dude. I couldn't, I can't even tell you. I had every possible links upgrade on mine. Like mine was no longer even a, it didn't even have the plastic frames anymore. It had the carbon fiber links upgrade kit on it. Oh. Wow. I, I yeah. had some of the blade uh, aluminum, you know, bling bits because I was stupid and it didn't have anyone to steer me in the right direction. I didn't know you guys yet. So I had like <laughs> some of the aluminum bits that, you know, just made it heavier and more expensive to crash. Uh, but they weren't made by Lynx. I didn't have any of the Lynx stuff. In fact, I didn't even know Lynx existed until maybe four years after that point. Ah, sorry about that. I know. See, my Blade 400, I went and started upgrading with all the, the blade aluminum parts is what I did. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, so I had the same stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and it was IAA put like you know those servos were fairly weak in it, so I put the MG or the uh, high tech HS fifty sixty five. Sorry, I did the yeah, same thing. the Metal Gear ones, and yeah. then I put a, a Futaba GY four hundred one gyro on there yet too. Oh wow! Yeah. And what else did I do? And then I did the full aluminum. Uh, blade all blade parts upgrade yet too with a speed up tail gear and i beat the tar out of that helicopter oh i, I at that time i was traveling around on the road for work as well and so i had bought a, a heli bag for it which i still have that bag and i took that helicopter with me everywhere and if i was you know if there was a school park nearby i would go and hover it and pl- practice with it and yeah it, i I crashed that thing so many times I could pretty much put that thing back together in my sleep. I used to I used to get really mad because the plastic frames were were out in it, and then the screws wouldn't hold the boom tight enough. Because <laughs> I, I thought that the boom had to be like to the point where the belt didn't even move a centimeter, a millimeter, and so I would stretch out as much as I could, and I would crank down on the screws, you know, and I stripped a few, yeah. Total chaos. Wrap a little bit I, of tape around the boom. Yeah, I couldn't believe. <laughs> I can't believe I, I survived through my blade in a line phase. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I I hated putting back together fly barred helicopters. Like uh, I don't I don't mind fixing you know fly bar lists, but for some reason that's just the extra effort of aligning all the fly bar components used to drive me up the wall. So. I'm surprised. Oh, honestly, if, if, if Fly Barless hadn't come out when it did and I hadn't started my hobby journey when I did, I probably wouldn't have stuck with it long enough to get any good at it just because I, I hated fixing Fly Bars. Um, but yeah, See, I, I only had like one Fly Bar helicopter. I just got <laughs> used to it. Darren, did you have, a, did you have a big support group around you when you first started off? Uh, it wasn't have... a huge support group, no, but I did have a couple of guys uh, that I could that I was able to fly with and hang out with, yes. The biggest, actually the guy that I hung out with the most is a guy I still hang out with. Uh, he That's only cool. flew airplanes. He actually only ever flew airplanes, but he was always, and it wasn't that he had any interest in helicopters too, but him and I just sort of hit it off. And I joined the local club in the town that I lived in at the time, town of Kamloops. And joined up with that club. I actually still hold a membership with that club. Nice. And we hit it off and we would fly together almost every weekend. We were out flying almost every Saturday. And he was Ooh. flying airplanes and I was flying helicopters and it didn't really matter. But I had somebody to fly with. That's cool. There was a few there were a few heli guys as well, uh, that I knew. 
but they were part of different clubs. And every once in a while, I would fly with those guys as well and keep in touch. I always kept in touch with those guys anyways. And they definitely did help me out through uh, through some of the stuff as well. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think Frank and I, oh, we didn't really have anybody when we were learning. Like, I was, I was absolutely alone for the first six years before I met, like, a single other person that either flew airplanes or helicopters that I was actually, like, friends with. Um, I had I had YouTube. Yeah, yeah, definitely same thing. I had YouTube and my Phoenix flight simulator. Yeah, um, and the endless annoyance of my wife. So that kept me company. <laughs> I had real flight. Uh, I I had that one too. Yeah, and then I found That's, next, that... and I'm, I'll never go back to anything else. Yeah, I had uh, that was the other thing too. Is when I did all my traveling, I'd always take my real flight to transmitter with me at two. And so in the hotel rooms at nighttime and I'd have the hockey game on and I'd be playing and I'd be simming at the same time. So I've definitely taken part. mine on work trips. <laughs> oh, was, that, was that Frank? Yeah. No, this is the second person I know that watches hockey. Actually, I don't watch much hockey anymore, but uh, oh, okay. I, I used to be a huge Vancouver Canucks fan. It's, let's organize violence. <laughs> you go to a fight and a hockey game breaks out. Yeah. <laughs> I still say hockey is like a religion up here in Canada. I'd say, aren't you like, aren't you like issued a seat at birth? Like you, you have to, you, you guys have to like hockey. It's, it's against your, it's against your national yeah. pledge to, to not do so. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, we have a, we have a really decently good hockey team in Dallas. I've enjoyed going to the games. Um, whenever, whenever, you know, Frank, you know, HKS did the arena here. So they would, they stop, would hand bra- out Stop bragging tickets. about that. All right. Stop bragging about that, all right? I didn't do it. That was that was I was in high school when they built that thing. <laughs> but they would give us they would give us tickets tickets occasionally to go. Uh, so that was the only time I've actually ever been to a hockey game was when uh, when HKS paid for it. But I, I liked it a lot. It's a great. I actually really like hockey. Actually, I'm just really ticked off with the NHL, so I just don't watch NHL hockey anymore. Oh, any particular reason, or or just just at a principle for something? I'm not a fan of how it's being run by the uh, the commissioner of the hockey uh, of the NHL right now. I I don't think he's doing a good very good job, and I feel he's actually running it into the ground. Oh, but that's just that's mostly just my opinion. <laughs> I don't have any actual proper facts to back it up. <laughs> so it's, it's it's not like the anti Zoom. Uh... <laughs> no, it's not like the anti-zoom thing. <laughs> it's not thing. like the anti-zoom campaign that you waged on us from the I, I don't trust Zoom one bit. I yeah. have don't worry, I will not don't worry. Go anywhere I, I, near I, it. I had a similar campaign when they told me the uh, the name of the, this podcast when we first came out. So I had to like lay the law down. This is we will not do that. <laughs> and and Paul being the the, the intelligent, uh, you know leader here he's like yeah i'm okay with that it doesn't need to happen i know javier still holds that against me but you know i tried to i tried to put it in a little bit in there in the end yeah wait about wait to 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 not have zoom no the remember that he wanted to name the podcast collective planet oh yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) and then he tried to name the new segment collective planet that didn't work too well either no, we, no we, been... we've humored him. We've humored yeah. him with that one. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Have. It's still thing. It's this one time where he gets. It's, it's, that's our break time where we go. You know, take a nap and get food, and you know, 
write a hundred emails while he goes on in some long lecture about something. So that's his I've moment. A, I've, got a, I've got a wonderful cocktail prepared for uh, for Collective Planet this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to start mixing it right now. No, I, 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 I got some beers and I'm like halfway through them. So, I you know, I think we're not to skip Collective Planet today for my own sanity. Well, I think that, you know, this is a this is a catch up episode. We've got a new we've got an introduction. We're just going to generally, you know, the, the last episodes were recorded when several months, several months back. So this is last the year, last, last year. I, I didn't, didn't want to make us look too bad, Frank. I mean, several months back is, is enough. It's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, but I'm, ha- I'm happy we we readjusted and, you know, we we have a different plan this year, which I'm excited about, you know. And, you know, all kidding aside, Darren, thank you for taking the the role of editing. We really appreciate that, especially I do, because, you know, I'm just here to take the selfie. Nothing else. <laughs> Darren is 100% the reason that we actually have episodes that have been published in the last six months. So thank you, That's Darren. That's true. I, I very much appreciate that. And sorry for the chipmunks. Oh, that was ah. hilarious. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was awesome. That was the talk of, of everyone for a bit, so... Yeah, how, really how, awesome. how, did, how did you all like my uh, my intro for the next episode? Though, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave that up there. Um, so, okay, Darren, I am curious now. So your company, this is going to go off just on a tangent real quick. Your company uh, expressly forbids Zoom, right? Yes. But for security well, reasons. Sort of. So what, what, they... what, do you, what do you do for a living where that's that, – because like I, I work for lots of tech companies that – they all use Zoom, and you know they're they're perfectly fine with it. <laughs> I so. work for uh, the local natural gas utility. Okay, so are they worried about like uh, uh, cyber attacks and compromises? I guess stuff so. Like that? I guess so. They they have it's it's not so much that they expressly forbid Zoom. What they have said is we offer. Uh, they allow us to use Skype for Business and Microsoft Teams, and any other uh, chat program is expressly not allowed to be used period yeah teams and is, the reason why they came out it's with fully, that email yeah Dude, my teams, talking teams with my awful. boss my boss uh was chatting with a bunch of the people in the it department and the reason why they came out with that email it was specifically because of zoom which uh they were not trusting funny because because a bunch of people hacked into it like you remember when we, when the pandemic first started right Oh yeah, there so were. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember there the were, streakers. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. So in, in like PhD dissertations, you know, <laughs> that's just that that has to give. They have to give them an A right there, just as somebody to whip <laughs> out their dong in the middle of a PhD dissertation. Yeah, there's no there's no coming back from that. Like you yeah, then, then there was that dude that whipped out his dong of his own accord, like the CNN dude. <laughs> really. He just decided to whip it out on a call. Uh, happened to have his camera on because. Oh, <laughs> dude! Yes, yes, yes! I remember this. It wasn't even that. Wasn't even an attack. That was willful. That was. <laughs> oh, you gotta love that. Yeah, I, I, I have to use Teams for work. Like, I don't like using Teams, but I respect how good it is. You know, it, it is fully encrypted. It is a fantastic. Uh, especially if you're using everything Microsoft, it's fully integrated with everything. But if I had my choice, I would not use Teams. Unfortunately, I don't have a choice. So, Dude, Teams is the best. Teams is the best. I'm able to keep Slack. Slack is the best. Teams is a necessary. Not, 
their teams is great. It integrates with everything. I'm able to save everything. There's a bunch of great apps for what I do. I'm able to keep notes on it. So if I have to go back, I can find the team chat in, of the meeting that we had. And then I usually just type in notes there just so I don't have to worry about anything else. Or yeah, I the team one. chat stuff, that's super useful, especially if yeah. you need to go back to it, like, you know, anytime at all. <laughs> and, also, and it also works for when you don't want to talk to nobody. Hey, guys, I'm really busy today. Can you just text me, just send me a uh, team thing? And then, you know, the whole you're busy, can't talk. Oh, just lovely. When I get to ignore my interns and principals, it's the best time <laughs> in the world. So, dude, so not to be racist or anything, but I have a great freaking intern. I, she's the best. She just makes my, she's going to be such a badass little architect one day. I'm just Wait, so did, proud I'm of sorry, her. Did you say, did you say not to be a racist, but I have a great intern? Yeah. I'm very confused at that statement. <laughs> Me hey, too. You shouldn't be, you know, because people think that, you know, calling somebody an intern, is like almost in my office, they feel like it's an insult. But I, I, I have to remind them that in the state of Florida, unless you're a licensed architect, you're called an intern. And I remind them that, that, that as much as possible. You did, say ra- you did say racist, though, right? Yeah, yeah, and they think that I'm being, I'm being racist <laughs> to them because they're not licensed. So. Technically, that would be prejudiced, not racist. But That's a good word, too. i, sh- I got to remind this. No, no, no it's, not, it's not just a good word. It's the only correct word in this, in this situation. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm going to remind those little uh, uneducated fuckers. That, <laughs> uh, it's not to call me racist, call me prejudice. Why would race even factor into this equation, Frank? Because, you know, they're all, you know, they're a bunch of Spanish people in, the, in my office. What can I do, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm Spanish, too, so that doesn't really help me. Oh, God. See, now that's racist. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're right. We brought it in there correctly, at least. Okay. That's fine. Right, yeah, no, you're not, you're not, if, you're not uh, if, if you're not licensed, you're an intern. Yeah. Um, and if you're a real dick about it, like Frank is, you can remind them of it at every opportunity. I tell you what, but hey, I... I Usually do really well when they get licensed. I offer them, I, I increase their, their uh, I get them races, and I make sure they get more advantages to move forward. Wait, you get but them racist? Fact, you get them racist I, when they get licensed? No, I give them raises. I, I, talk, <laughs> I, I, I know, I'm just, I, I'm just messing with you. I, I, talk to my, I talk to the owner of the company, and I explain to them how important it is for when they get licensed for them to get some extra money. I'm sorry, so, the owner of the company doesn't know how important it is to get a raise after you get licensed? Well, you know, he's worried about other things and I have to worry about keeping my people there. So, Okay, isn't this supposed to be our RC helicopter podcast? Hey, no, you know, we're, you we're just, talking you about do. we're talking about racist interns, man. Come on, give me the program. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, you just got here, okay? You got you gotta endure a lot more architecture talk, okay? <laughs> actually, actually, you know, I think there's more architecture talk in this episode than there has been on the last like ten combined, so we should probably move that, on. That, 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 that's true. I think we we've made our point across <laughs> So, so now we can move on to fishing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no, let's let's go. Let's get back on track. Let's get back to weeks. I mean, what what you know, flying we didn't even weeks. start weeks yet. So because Frank is the one that has been harassing us uh, to that he wants to uh, to record because he has a whole bunch of content of yeah. stuff that Dude, you know I, events I, and uh, models and whatnot. So I have so much content from last time we recorded it. I've been to a fun fly in Orlando. I've been to I've been to RCHO, which is like the Candyland or like Disneyland for helicopter guys. Uh, and I, ha- I had my own event, which was a great success. I'm very proud of my this year. We did we had more pilots than ever. We had 
so many great people come so that I've been flying my V2 a lot, you know, there's like two, 300 flights on my number one and like hundreds some on my backup. And I just got the Nimbus uh, 550. So yeah, that's, that's like, yeah. The unobtainium. Yes. It's, it's, it took, it took almost a month and a half to ship because oh, uh, are they all sold out or I haven't actually no, just, just, it's just lockdown. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of lockdown, you know, I know, I know with everything ramping up again, how is, uh, like, how's, have you guys talked to, to Luca? Is he, is he doing okay? Dude, yeah, he's, he, he got, he did a recovery. He's out of the hospital. Um, I was so happy when I heard that he got, that he was doing better, man. I, yeah, that's, I, that's good. To I, put his, I put his picture on the cover of the hangout and he thanked me. It was really cool. We got to get they're him not, back. On. We got to get him back uh, on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're not going back down into lockdown again, are they? Like China is? No, I don't think so. Okay. Right, because I haven't, you know, I've been out of the loop for six to seven months, I guess. Like, I haven't really kept pace with with uh, any new models been released, or like, is the is the is the seven seven hundred size still kind of out, but not really out for Oxy? It's in it's in a holding pattern right now. Gotcha. Okay. Any other new, any other new releases or I mean, the, besides the Nimbus, cause I think that's probably the big one, right? Well, Goblin, to... Goblin keeps releasing a bunch of stuff, you know? Yeah. But there, are they new models or are they just like new color schemes of existing models? Um, no, they don't, you know, all, all around. I mean, they, they do have gotten, um, you know, new, new schemes, but the new, the new thing is that Puma, the new raw Puma, which is, uh, a lightweight, uh, a, a, light, a, a super lightweight heli, 700 size, that has 600 size transmission to make it lighter. Basically, it's kind of like a, a super stretch 600, I guess you could call it, that uh, that is meant to have actually smaller motor, to have, you know, a 600 size motor instead of, of 700 size motor. And um, you can ride it on 6, 8, or 12S. So, yeah, that's uh, kind of like a big thing. Yeah, I saw this one from uh, like a heli direct mailer, but I didn't look into it, so I just assumed it was just another uh, like a different color variant. But that's kind of that's really cool. Yeah, I'm calling it the Payuma. Payuma. It's a uh, it's Piuma because it's Italian. It's uh, it's it's it's, it's Italian for feather. Oh, it does have a P. I have Payuma. Yeah, Payuma. Nice. Payuma. I, I was thinking about it today. It's you know there's you know the movie The Life of Pi. And Pi yes. was spelled P-I there, right? Yeah. And then there's also Uma Thurman, and her name is spelled U-M-A. So Pi Uma. So to me, it's the Pi Uma. Yeah. Good to me. Yeah, but you have to say it right. I mean, it's Pi Uma. <laughs> Pi Uma. I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can do that, Javier. Wait, so, sorry, what does it, what does it mean again in Italian? Feather. 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 Okay. Oh, right, because there's pictures of feathers on the ad. You know what the, the Puma reminds me of? And, I, and it might come off a little salty. And guys, you know, members or listeners, forgive me. But it sounds like, you know, it's we do this in architecture all the time where we just take shift from other buildings and put it together. It's like, hey, here's your design. It's like I can imagine that Enrico walked through his warehouse. He's like, I bet I could, if I could take this and I can stretch this, I can make it a whole other model. It's called kit called kit bashing. 
totally legit way to do things. I, no, I mean, it, there, there's nothing wrong with that, especially in today's I, I, economy. I shoot all the time, man. Hey, yeah. I'm a huge goblin hater. I, I will fully admit I'm not a big goblin fan. I know I'm not. But to be honest, I can't really blame him for it either. I mean, if you think about it, you know, I'm not going to say goblins are the heaviest out there because I know they're not the heaviest out there, but they're not known for being really ultra light machines either, right? And for trying, for actually deciding to try and do a super light one like that, I got to give them at least a little bit of credit. I mean, I'm a big fan of really light helicopters. I have uh, a Yardbird helicopter, it's a one of a kind prototype that's all up flying weight weighs nine and a half pounds and i that love is, flying that is that ridiculous thing. man it is ridiculously <laughs> light is, and i love flying crazy. it is my favorite helicopter to fly unfortunately there's only two of them left in the world and i'm starting to run low on parts so i don't fly it very often anymore <laughs> but uh, as much as i'm not a goblin lover i you know and can be accused of being a hater man i, I have to admit that one does kind of interest me because I really like a super light helicopter. And to me, it's, I got to think as much as I hate to say it. So, so one thing I'm super happy to have a, a, a ying to Javier's goblin loving yang, if you will, uh, on the show. So that's going to be interesting. Days <laughs> to come. And the second was, uh, I don't know if there's, you know, so I certainly didn't know about this helicopter that you just mentioned, the Yardbird, until you mentioned it to me, or until you ex explained it to me. I'm, I would be willing to bet that a whole lot of people that are listening don't know about it either. You want to give a little, uh, like, history and synopsis, like, like, what is it and what makes it so special and how did it get so damn light? So, it all started probably 10 years ago now. Yeah, about 10 years ago. Uh, I got a text message from... Uh, a good friend of mine saying, you want to help me start up a brand new RC helicopter company? Um, took me about 20 seconds to say yes. <laughs> and he had actually met uh, a guy from Texas. I don't know exactly where he had gotten in touch with this or this guy. Had, they had met online somehow. The guy was actually a retired Bell helicopter engineer. And also him and his son also flew RC helicopters as a hobby. And they, at the time, were flying T-Rex 600s and 700s. And they always felt that the helicopters were far too heavy. So they decided to build their own helicopter using T-Rex 600 parts and make an ultralight helicopter. Unfortunately, they didn't, and they didn't, they felt it was ready for production but they weren't so sure they could do it. So they were looking for somebody to do it. And my friend said, hey, I'd be interested in trying to see if we can do it. So the guy literally gave us for free all of the designs. And we went and built several of them and started doing some test flying. We did find a few things that we didn't like about the first, uh, about that version. And so we made several changes and eventually came up with what we called a version six which we made five of those prototypes and that's what that's the one i'm still flying is a version six prototype and uh, yeah unfortunately trying to develop an rc helicopter is very expensive and my friend just sort of ran out of money and even though i was willing to go and put some money into it and i'm sure and i know other people were willing to try and put some money into it he wasn't so he wasn't willing to accept that 
And then he eventually grew tired of RC helicopters and his wife let him get his motorcycle license. And all of a sudden he stopped flying RC helicopters. We knew right off the bat, um, there was always that chance that it would never get into, into production. And we said right off the bat, even if it never gets into production, we're going to have a really cool helicopter out of this whole thing. And I still feel that way. I'm not disappointed that we didn't, well, I am disappointed we didn't go into production, but at the same time, it is what it is. And I still have a really, really cool helicopter that I can fly. I mean, do, do you feel like it's still, you know, what is this, 10 years later, right? Do you feel like it could still compete with what's coming out today? I mean, obviously, there's no helicopters that are that light. Well, at least none that I know of. Um, well, there is the a, there's the TDR, what was it? Uh, that, that, doesn't, no, no, like no, that? that doesn't count. That one doesn't count. <laughs> well, it does. In my what, opinion. What I'm, but what, what I'm it, saying is it's not, uh, those are those are like labors of love, you know, like yeah. individually made uh, hand assembly. Like, there's no mainstream models that are that light, right? No, you're right. <sighs> do you think that it could be, you know, if there would is there enough demand to do like a Kickstarter? Because that, that platform didn't exist back then when you were making this up. Well, no, that wasn't. But at, there were there still were a few design things that we wanted to figure out and work out that we were never happy with. Uh, the landing gear is super narrow. You have to be really careful when you're taking off and landing. And... A lot of the other sort of quote-unquote innovations that we had thought of have all been used by other things now. Like at that time, we were thinking we were going to be able to use one frame to do 550, 600, or 700 size helicopter. Well, Mm. almost everybody, you can do that now, right? Um, Yes, we would have been the lightest one on the market. But then the Raptor E700 was super, super light. It was still heavier than us, but it was still a super light helicopter. There was a couple other things, too, that I can't remember right off the top of my head. But uh, gotcha. it, 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 at this point, I don't think it would really be worthwhile trying to trying to put it on the market anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess then selfishly, do you have a way to restock on parts? Like are there, are there CAD files that can that you can produce new things or is it cost prohibitive to, to make new parts as well? Um, I've been able to keep it running with a lot of T-Rex 600 parts. That was the one thing that we were hoping to start off with at the beginning was we were going to keep it mechanically uh, compatible with a T-Rex 600. And so I have been able to keep it flying with old T-Rex 600 parts, although even those are starting to get harder to find. And I could probably get the CAD files from my friend but at this point, to be honest, I think it's, I'm not so sure it's really worth the effort for myself, just for me and getting the carbon fiber and all that kind of a thing and trying to get it all cut out. And I think it would probably be pretty expensive for me to just get a couple of frames cut out and, and go yeah. like that. I still have one flying helicopter. I have one complete helicopter that has never seen the air and I don't ever plan to put it in the air. I hope to keep that one as a shelf queen just for sentimental purposes. And I have enough spare parts for probably one or two more crashes, depending on what breaks. And I don't, I don't fly it very often anymore simply because of that, but I still love flying it whenever I get a chance to. Yeah, man, if I was in that situation, I don't think I'd, uh, I don't think I'd fly it either. Yeah. (laughs) Because I wouldn't, you know, I, I would get more nervous just flying it. You know, if it was any other helicopter, you know, fly it like normal. But 
the pressure of of not having any replacements. Dude, yeah. every helicopter has its day, right? Yep. Yep. Fly yep. until they blow up. You know, that's my yep. <laughs> that's my thought process. Well, well, it depends on if something's got you know other sentimental value, then you don't want to fly it till it breaks. But but yes, agreed. If it's a normal helicopter, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, if if he has sentimental value, just rip stuff out of it. You know, I I still have my original uh, first seven hundred, my Goblin competition, and every time I need something, something comes out of it. You know, blades have come out of it, ESCs have come out of it. You know, even the fly barless have come out of it. The only thing that's still there is the BK servos, uh, but everything else is out of it. I still have my or first ever uh, quote unquote large helicopter, the T Rex six hundred. I had a T Rex six hundred ESP. And I still have it. It's actually been converted to my night machine. So it doesn't fly very often, but it's I fly it as a night helicopter. Interesting. I have I have a night rig too, but it, it is, you know, I try to make, you know, like a daily flyer. But it's a V1 uh, XL power, so I just save it for the night flying. See, that's what I did. I, I figured, well, I'd like to still fly it. But I'm not going to fly it regularly, so why yeah. not just turn it into a night helicopter? It works great. You get an old beater helicopter, and if I, and that ESP, if I crash it, well, then I crash it. No big deal. Even though it is the first ever sort of big helicopter I've ever owned, I'm not super concerned if I crash it because it's just well, then that's it's an old helicopter. It's dead. What are you guys using for your uh, for your night machines? Like, do you have do you have night blade blades, or are you just wrapping? Yeah. No, yeah. I have night blades. I have uh, MS composites, uh, night blades on mains, and I have um, Rototech tails on it. Yeah, and then I have I have LEDs in the canopy and LEDs in the boom. I need to do LEDs on the skids too because you don't see anything from the canopy down. Right, right. Yeah, I've got the Rototech blades, main and tail, and then. LEDs all throughout the entire helicopter. I've always wanted to fly fly one at night. Yeah, never done. It's that cool. It is fun. It is. It's very fun. Frank, do you power your LEDs all separately, or do you just use the main batteries? No, I use I use a separate battery. I use a, I use a three S battery. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I have a Maniacs you know, plug. My sponsors, they make a three S fourteen hundred, and that's what I use. And I just have, I have a little like XT cable that goes, it's like a Y that feeds the boom and then feeds the canopy. Now I have to rework a little bit to make it hook up with the, with the skid ones. I need to add some skid lights onto it. Mm -hmm. I did find mine was almost a little bit too bright. Um, I'm using the Hobby King sticky back strip LEDs. Okay. And I have all the different colors on there. And in some ways, it's almost a little bit too bright. It almost becomes just a big ball in the sky, and there's not a whole lot of definition from it. Okay. But, I, find, I find night flying is really, really difficult. It, like, if you fly under construction lights, it's, it's just like flying in the day. You just can't go very high. But if you're just flying with the, with the, the night rig, you really got to put some time practicing. Because it's completely different than your usual flying. It is different. I don't like flying under the construction lights. I have not. I I struggle with flying under the construction lights. To me, there's something about the way those lights flicker 
that screws with my mind and I cannot see the helicopter very well. Uh, I don't know, man. I, a nitro under, the, under construction lights, it has to be the most fun you can have in this hobby, in my opinion. <laughs> Especially if you got them like far enough, wide enough, and you just have your, your heli just pig rich, where it's just pumping, pumping, pumping smoke out. Oh, it doesn't get any better. And if you really want to, if you really want to just put the cherry on top, get someone with a spotlight, like a, like a handheld spotlight. So you can, if you want to go high, so shooting an auto at night with a spotlight, oh, that's just <laughs> orgasmic. <laughs> I'll stay quiet. <laughs> Is this going to be just... a new segment of the show? Frank's orgasmic heli moments. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, the heli oh moments. Oh, oh. I'm going to share my oh face. What's up, Yes. Oh, man. I told there was this girl on my team who's like 23 or something like that. And I made an office space quote and she didn't get it. And I was like, oh, you know, it's from office space. And she's like, I don't know what that is. Like, oh, I'm so sad. Just fire her. Just you fire don't know what that is. Just fire her. <laughs> I guess it's not relevant, you know, anymore because like no one works in an environment like that anymore. <laughs> well, no one I know, at least I'm sure lots of people still do. But uh... <laughs> oh, dude, so here's funny. I, I just put I, I told you guys that I put a post on the Hangout with a bunch of bears because I'm about to record a podcast, and someone goes, "Actually, you know this person, uh, Javi Curtis Beck." He's like, "I'll look for it in 2023. I'm like, punk. He's, but, he has a point. But he's honest. He has a point. I promise I'll get this one out before 2023. That would uh, be nice. We would appreciate that. So we yeah. were originally talking about weeks here, weren't we? Yes, yeah. we were. Yeah. And Frank, I think, was still going through all of his week stuff. Yeah, I think I'm good. All right. So, um, Darren, we've talked a little bit about about you, but uh, you know about your history and the hobby. But recently, more recently, what have you been up to? I've finally been able to do a bit of flying. Uh, here in the west coast of Canada, we've had probably one of the wettest winters we've had in a long, long time. Um, <laughs> put it this way: it was so bad in November, December that all four of the major highways into the Vancouver area, all four of the major highways into Vancouver were completely closed for about a month and a half. There was no way of driving in and out of Vancouver by vehicle. The only way you could get out of here was by airplane or helicopter. Wait, for, um, for the entire metro area? Yes. How did... Well, how did that work with Vancouver, just like Fraser Valley, the whole area around Vancouver? Yes, we were completely isolated from the rest of Canada. You could we the border was open until the state of Washington, but Washington State was having almost as much flooding problems as we were. Oh my god, I didn't I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't actually hear about that in the news. Yeah. Uh, we what were, were they doing for like food supplies and fuel and? Uh, yeah, that was fuel was actually we were put on rationed for fuel groceries were getting very hard to get fortunately a lot of you know we still had access to the washington state so a lot of our groceries were able to come up from there 
but uh, milk, cheese, a lot of those places that are made in the interior of BC, we couldn't get them out here unless they wanted to pay the exorbitant prices for airlines or, you know, to fly it in. Right. Wow. When, when did this, uh, I guess, this was bank, November. Like how long did this? It Damn, was, dude. It, it lasted from, actually it wasn't quite a month and a half. It was about a month. It was about the middle of November and one of the highways opened up just before Christmas. And, and then even then we've, you know, the rain has eased off for them since then, but it hasn't still been a lot of rain. And so I finally, I had gone for probably six weeks, eight weeks without being able to fly until a couple of weeks ago when I finally had a chance to go fly and I took my T-Rex 800 and my Logo 690 out to the field with me tried to do two flights and came home with two broken helicopters saw those pictures <laughs> yeah uh, although, and, i mean it's it seemed like you, you at least you didn't dump it in the lake right well that's true <laughs> so my flying field is surrounded by a moat <laughs> it's uh, anywhere from about four feet to about eight feet deep yes i do go fishing in there too but i won't bring that up and so yeah i fortunately the 800 was just whoops the 800 was just a broken link and I was able to fix that pretty quickly but my logo I still haven't actually uh, fixed it yet I got a my uh, my logo dealer I need to get a hold of him about a couple of things so and I'm just, once I can get just a hold curious of him, then, yeah how do you actually walk away from an 800 crash with only a broken link like just the how does that even work you know I was surprised it even broke at all I was coming in on an auto. I was doing just a nice slow floating auto rotation. Oh, okay. Okay. And it just, it bounced it just here. a little bit much. It just tipped over a bit. And it just tipped over. Yep. It literally just tipped over. And I've tipped it over like that before with no damage, but this time, nope, it broke one of the links. So I was actually okay. more upset about that one than the logo, which the logo, I was just pushing itself, pushing it too hard and I ran out of talent. So. Well, does the uh, does the eight hundred use different links than the seven hundred? No, no, same. Oh, okay, so they're so they're pretty easy to find them. Yeah, I had I actually had yeah. links. I just didn't have them with me at the field. Oh, okay. So, and nice. I've since got my eight hundred back flying again, so it's flying good. And I actually got out to the field on Saturday and did a bunch of flying with the eight hundred and my. Uh, I've got a scale six hundred size MD five hundred. With a five blade head, and I've been having oh, cool. a lot of fun flying that thing around too. Nice. So, yeah, those are nice. I've uh, and then I've never seen a, an MD in person. I mean, I've seen plenty of them on on YouTube, especially yeah. not a six hundred size one. Or did you say five hundred or six? No, nope, six hundred size. Six hundred. Okay. Yeah, it's just a fun key fuselage. I'm about the third or fourth owner of that fuselage. It was already pretty beat up when I got it, so I just put my own Canadian maple leaf paint job on it i've got a pan and tilt searchlight on it yet too oh fun and yeah and then I'll, I'll be taking the searchlight off though it's a cheap hobby king one and i don't like it so and i picked up a, a bambi bucket for dropping water on your on your yeah. friends of course right <laughs> well maybe <laughs> so there's I gotta a, get there's that a guy at our morning, uh, there's a guy at our field that was he was going to sell me his old 800 uh, T-Rex for a hell of a deal. And I, looking back on it, I should have bought it. It was like $500 or something like that. I mean, it was like super cheap. Oh, wow. Not didn't have the didn't have the electronics. It was just the frame and the blades. But 
but still like it was i mean the blades on that thing are like what 200 bucks each <laughs> yeah, bucks close to it. so yeah. yeah like for 500 dollars for a frame like it was it was a pretty good deal uh, and i think it might have come with a it might have come with an esc i forget it was like one component on it but now yeah i was saving up for a kraken so i didn't buy it but now i kind of wish i had yeah i i actually quite like my 800 i really do it's a nice flying helicopter actually mm-hmm it flies free and the, autos oh just floats in the air. The, the presence it has in the air is yes. impressive compared yeah. to a normal seven hundred. Like it, it, it doesn't on paper it doesn't look that much bigger, but damn, it is big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I will say this. I'm actually considering trading it, getting rid of it and trading it up for or trading it for a seven hundred. Um, for a goblin? <laughs> you're funny <laughs> that puma you said you liked it you said you liked it uh, I, I said i'm interested i didn't say i liked it so you <laughs> you should really you have a six you should really try do you not already have a 700 yes well i got a logo 690 so oh, i consider okay. it a 700 it's but like now, a but you don't actually have another 700 though right so this would no. be your first 700 okay. well my yard bird is set up a 700 as well Gotcha. Yeah. And I've flown the T-Rexes and others, and I've actually flown the XL Power a few times. I had a buddy of buddy that had a the V1 XL Power, and that was a nice helicopter too. And I've actually been kind of really anxious to see what that Oxy Flash comes out as. Uh, that's the one actually I'm really anxious to see. Okay, I can't I can't talk shit about Oxy. Yeah. The V2 that's looks pretty good too, actually. I, I haven't they, actually they, seen the XL Power V2 in person yet, so. Dude, so if you go to Urcha, you can fly mine. Okay. You know, I don't have no problem with that. Cool. Are you are you, are you against you, you're very opinionated, which I appreciate that. I am. Are you against, <laughs> are you are you against the V control? I own a V control. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Yes. It's made my day. <laughs> Man, I'm, my I'm, day. I'm solidly I'm solidly outnumbered now. Oh yes. You're just a weird dude with Paul, you're Jetty, right? Yeah, yeah, you're the weird dude with a Jetty. Jetty yeah. and Jetty and Spirit. I I've, so I weird. the Jetty is a so nice weird. transmitter. It really is a nice transmitter. It just didn't doesn't fit my hands very well. It's just so weird. See, I feel the same way about the V control. The V control is not yeah. I do not enjoy did not enjoy holding it. Yeah. You're a communist. I'm a communist. <laughs> Oh man! Well, why? I had, why, why no, why you're a racist. There? You, there's so many. There's so many better insults you could go with than communist, man. Come on. You're, you're a, a racist, a Paul. <laughs> I am a, I'm a racist. <laughs> you are a racist because I I, I disregard right? the master race of V of uh, V Ray. I said V Ray. V control. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, V Ray. <laughs> best, best render engine ever. I only mean, only me and Paul get that one. I actually had a, a friend a number of years ago who used to fly helicopters. Unfortunately, he's left the hobby as well. But he had a a one-fifth scale Starwood Llama, which oh, wow. is a massive RC helicopter, scale helicopter. It's like almost eight feet long, I think it is. And he had that set up on a jetty with the brain. And Ooh. he actually had me fly... He had me do a lot of flights with it. In fact, scary. He had me do the maiden flight on it, actually. Oh, and, wow. uh, yeah, we're talking about a $10,000 helicopter to, for brand new, and he wanted me to do the re, the maiden. So no um, TikToks or, or invert? Uh, no, fire. definitely not. <laughs> so okay. you uh, you cut out there for me. What was the name? What, what, what model of helicopter was it? 
That's a llama. It's uh, by the company. It's Starwood, which is actually owned by Vario. Mm, okay. And uh, you can get it in two versions. You can either get turbine version or electric version. And this guy had the electric version. Beautiful oh, flying. This pro- one, flying yeah, yeah. This is, you seen? This you is got a cool picture one. of it now? There's actually oh, yeah, I pulled it up. There's actually a video on YouTube of me flying this uh, this this helicopter actually. And I've seen was... several YouTube videos of giant versions of this flying. I wonder if yeah. I I might have you know just come across the, the one possible. that you're talking about. It's possible. Yeah. Helicopter was a pussy cat to fly. Amazingly wonderful helicopter to fly. And did, but he flew. Sorry, it with did you a... say he had the turbine one or he had electric? no? He had the electric version. Okay. And he used a jetty. So I did start to get used to the jetty, but I just. I don't know. Uh, to me, the V control just fit my hands a little bit better. So, oh, which which jetty did he have? Was it the like the chunky metal ones? Yeah, one of the big metal ones. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember if it was. This was one of the higher end ones much. too. So, the the this I forgot. And it's been such a long time since I've even flown mine. Uh, now it's been several months. I can't even remember. I've got, the, I've got the plastic one, and it it is it is wonderful. It's light. It's much more ergonomic. And I just like I just like it. I like it yeah. a lot better than the V control that I had for six weeks and sold. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, getting off topic again. No, no, that's we're, we're yeah. on topic. We're on topic. Yeah, Anytime yeah. Me <laughs> at least we're talking helicopters. Is, is never is never off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I have flown a Spirit as well. Um, I didn't like the tail on the Spirit. So, oh, I, I, I don't know. Oh. To me, it didn't you quite. Can't... The you, tail you didn't quite. Say, you can't say that to Paul. He's going to start yeah. you know, getting really offended really quickly. Yeah. Uh, it flew. It flew fine. Otherwise, it's just uh, the tail just didn't. I'm about quite to. I'm about to rage. Confidence. I'm about to rage quit here, guys. So. <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle anyone, Dude, anyone who talking, was, talking talking bad about my spirit tail. Dude, who was <laughs> the guy that did that on freefall? <laughs> a long time ago, he just in the middle of like, "Are you still here?" I remember. I got his name. Oh, he just who? quit. Ages in the middle of an episode. Oh, are you talking that Fred? Well, the Fred, yes, it was Fred. Oh, that's funny. Let me see. He's still Fred's guy. See, when you say the tail, when you say the tail, it doesn't work very well. Uh, I will counter with, I can't fly well enough to know the difference. It wasn't that it didn't work well. It just didn't quite feel solid. Like, I felt that way about the brain, which is, you know, something that I think I'm probably in the vat and you know very much in the minority because you know brain is universally loved i ha- could never get the tail to stick i haven't had any problems with my with any of my helicopter well maybe one but most of them i haven't had very many problems with the tail in spirit mm-hmm. see i flew for years i flew skookums oh, nice. which i don't know if any of you guys have ever flown the skookum I considered getting one, and by the time I finally had enough money to buy one, they went out of business. Yeah. Well, they actually haven't gone out of business. They just stopped supporting the hobby. Um, right. That's that's what I meant. They do um, Yeah. Uh, they do other things now, right? They're yeah. Commercial they're, They were actually based out of here in Vancouver. And in my opinion, they're still, their tail on the Skookums was better than just about any of the Flybrothers ones that I've ever flown, including my V-Bar. Well, they were the first person that had the uh, the hard deck and the GPS unit too, right? Yeah, it did. Hey, 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 no, 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 bashing. What? <laughs> no, no, bashing. None. None of that. <laughs> I didn't say the V-bar was bad. I just felt that my skookum tails were better. That's no, 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 no. 
Let's continue something else. Oh, now we should get Frank to rage quit. I like this idea. Let's keep going. <laughs> I'm fucking done. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> Is he gone? Oh, no, I, I see he's still there. Shucks. <laughs> I forget. We had a topic of some kind that we were going with, right? Today? No, I think it's just catching what up. Were we talking about? Oh, no, okay. we're, well, we're we... just going through our week, so it's your turn. Now that you, now yep. that you uh, spoke up. Paul, so it's your turn. Oh, well, right. Yeah, this is going to be fast. Um, I talked with you guys on Signal about helicopters occasionally, and um, that's about it. That's my week. No, Sam? I did, I did, I did apply for a new job. Uh, actually, two new jobs. And, uh, yeah, absolutely nothing related to helicopters. Have you even looked at a helicopter? I haven't. Dude, I haven't flown since December. Um, I gave my, uh, I did, I did round up all of the pieces and components for my, uh, Protos gasser build and I deposited it at my friend's house. And at some point in time this year, we are going to build one. We're going to build that. We haven't done it yet. Uh, but yeah, no, I haven't, uh, I haven't flown anything. I haven't simmed, I haven't flown, uh, in about six months. So, so you do so know Paul, this is an RC helicopter podcast, right? Yeah, see, that's, that's why I kept on trying to, to to gracefully bow out, and Javier won't let me. <laughs> you're you're one of us. You're you're in for life, dude. So dude, see, like then then this is what you get. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I happily will come chat with you guys, but yeah, I haven't I haven't flown in a really long time. So, dude, so you have an opportunity here because I'm going to uh, Heli's over Apache Pass to go fly with Darby. Oh, so, oh nice. When is so that? Now you have that's in like May, the second weekend of May. Second weekend of May. Um, yeah, dude, that would be so much fun because that's near Austin, right? That's that's like two hours south of Dallas. Okay, it's so, closer. It's closer to Austin than it is to me. So, okay, cool. Drive me a river. I, I I drive. I drove twenty five hours to uh, to that. So it's well, dude. May, dude Austin's Austin's only three hours away, man. It's not. A, it's not a drive at all. Or Austin's actually is four hours away, but yeah, no, it's, it's not a problem at all. So yeah, so, so, you're so that means you're going. You can use that event then, Paul, to reinvigorate your heli career. Uh, sounds like a plan. Give me, give me a date, man. Uh, May fifth and eighth. May fifth and eighth. May fifth and eighth. May fifth through the eighth. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. I thought Dude, you said it was can, the second I can, week. I can make that. I can make that. Yeah, the second week, I'd be a problem. I've got a, a, my kid's birthday party, but the um, the 5th and the 8th. Wait, 5th and the 8th? That's April. Oh, that's, April. that's April. There we go. Yeah, that's the first week in May. That sounds great. I can do that. I mean, I can't go on the 5th, but I could definitely show up on the 7th. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna be there on the, the Thursday morning. By like 7.30, I'll be arriving in Dallas. Dude, are you driving down with Darby? Yeah. Mm. I'm actually driving Darby's Darby's driving his big RV and I'm driving his pickup truck so I'm going to be driving a big ass big ass diesel pickup truck in Texas that could be more Texas activity you're getting the full full experience man (laughs) well yeah dude I I can definitely come that weekend and I'll see if I can actually drive down there with you that would be awesome dude 
Uh, Where, yeah. uh, what's, the, what's the lodging situation? Like, are you staying with him in the RV or are you getting a hotel? Uh, no, dude, RV, uh, Darby has a, like an in-laws quarter in his trailer, in his heli trailer. And that's where I will be staying. I'm not good enough to stay in the, in the fancy RV. <laughs> I, I don't get to stay in the mansion. I get to stay in the, in the, like the addition that they did to the in-laws quarter, but it's going to be awesome. And I just realized that I booked my date, my my or my flight for the wrong date. So, great me. <laughs> uh, shit. Okay, I'm on the website. I'm trying to find Apache Pass Air Park. Okay, Rockdale, Texas. Rockdale and sweet. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can probably just grab a hotel. I can't imagine that they're going to have a shortage of rooms. <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere. Fifty-two bucks. Mm-hmm. Fifty-two bucks a night. Hell yeah! All right, I'm there. So this is you book in the room now. Oh, interesting. I'm just looking at where it is. It's due south of Waco, so it is. It's interesting. It's yeah. It's definitely in the middle of nowhere. It's like in between College Station and Austin. Okay, cool. I went to yeah. I went to I went to college. I went to school near here. Cool. That's where it's pretty close to A and M. Oh, awesome. It's like very. It's incredibly close to A and M actually. Yeah, it's like twenty, it's like thirty minutes away. Sweet, I do. I will be there. Awesome. I'm probably, awesome. I might not. I'm not not flying anything since I haven't flown in a while. But I will. I will be there. <laughs> you have to fly something. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll attempt to fly something, but I'm, I'm a bit rusty. Better get your practice uh, in. Uh-huh. Jump, jump on the sim every night from now till then, and you'll be killing it. And then we'll do a tandem. I don't know if I've ever been killing it, but yeah, I get, I get, I get, I get the sentiment. Dude, get on the sim, <laughs> and then we'll do a tandem, and we'll record it on the hangout. I'll do my, I'll do my uh, four hundred foot high hero flip. Dude, and if we're lucky, we can. We'll do it. Uh, we'll be a midair, and it'll be worth every. The crash cost will be worth it. So, what are you bringing <laughs> with you? Like what? Uh, what equipment? You just... So, I, I'm gonna bring my uh, B2, and if I get the Nimbus built in time, which I don't see that happening, dude. I'm not. The only way I could build the Nimbus is if I spent all day Saturday working on it and I got side jobs to do. So I'm doing an addition to the school, to a school, to like an elementary school. And I'm the only one working on it by myself as a side job for another architecture firm. I mean, are, you just, are you just like a masochist or, or what? Dude, I, I'm pumping that thing out, dude. I am. I am. If I got paid what I got paid to do the school in the real world, I would probably make half a million dollars in architect because the amount of work I would probably be able to get done so quickly when I don't when I I can make decisions on things. Well, dude, start your own company, man. <laughs> you. I hope I hope so, dude. I need, I need you to write me an a uh, a bunch of software so I can just poof, generate your information into drawings. Yeah, I, I used to do that. Yeah, yeah. We, we got we got pretty good at it. I think uh, I think HK sounds a no. Um, so I want to fly your uh, your V two because I've oh. yet to even see one. So for sure, for sure, you can fly mine, and you can probably fly Doug Darby's Gasser V two. He has a Gasser. Oh V2. yeah, Does, um, I saw. I've I've seen like on the uh, the Gasser group. I've seen some oh. some builds. It looks pretty sweet. It's, it's black tiny. and white. Yeah, it's tiny. Are you, um, Darren, are you a nitro uh, gas person or electric only? I'm electric only. 
Yes, oh. of course. So see, there's this relationship forged with tension and yet love because we've got electric <laughs> only yet also goblin hater. I love the dynamics here, man. This is great. I've, I've tried nitro. I've tried gas. <laughs> I found it really good at blowing them up. <laughs> I would, however, nice. like to try turbine. That's what I have not flown yet. I would really love to fly a turbine. Oh, turbines are just so cool. Yeah. Again, I don't know what I would do with one because it seems like you can't do much like flight-wise, but just the machine itself is amazing. I don't know. I, there's some pretty darn good videos of uh, who is it for uh, flies the one for the miniature aircraft one turbine there. Does oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, have I have seen that. Again, I might be a little nervous to do that too, just because of the lack of power. <laughs> and you just have to be really, really good <laughs> on that collective. From what I understand, it's not so much lack of power as it is a, a, a very different power delivery. True. Yeah, it's the response time, right? Like yeah. you have to kind of think three or four steps ahead. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's my update. So apparently I'm going to Helly's over Apache Pass. Sounds good. Nice. Nice. I'm done. And now there you go. I'm there gonna, you go. That go was not too bad. I'm going to go get a drink and Javier can, can do tell us well, what he's been up to in the frozen Well, world. my updates are not very, very, you know, as before. <laughs> That uh, that it takes you 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 guys time to go and uh, take a drink and do whatever. I actually I'm taking a, a no fly. Well, I I lie. I did actually fly once, but just to um, test fly my helicopter, which basically was just hovering it in the backyard. That's all I did. That's all the flying I've done since a very long time. I cannot even remember when was the last time that I actually flew. Because I uh, I was uh, lucky enough to find on uh, on Helifreak, yes, it still exists. I was I was I was lucky enough to find someone that was selling exactly what I needed, which was a uh, Goblin Five Hundred Sport Yellow Airframe. So I was able to rebuild my downed helicopter, which was which ori originally was my Ghost helicopter, which was my Five Hundred White and Red. But uh, instead of getting the parts to it, you know, I got the airframe at a really good deal. Actually, I got it from uh, from a guy that that is an acquaintance of uh, of Darren. So that that was pretty cool. An acquaintance? I don't have acquaintances, do I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, or how do you sell that? How you how do you say that on Canadian? Oh. Uh, you you put me on the spot now. I don't know acquaintance. <laughs> Marcello is an awesome guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was really good to um, to deal with. I was very happy. So I I rebuilt my heli and I test flew it just in the backyard, and that was it. I've uh, I've not done anything else. However, you know my fleet looks much better than it looked before. And instead of of a bunch of pieces, I have an actual working helicopter. So I have the five hundred and the five seventy that I could, you know, just go out and fly tomorrow. But um, I this this year I probably won't be flying as much, if any. Uh, again, I know that this is a, an RC Heli podcast, but uh, it's gonna be hard because I'm not gonna be doing much flying. But I'm very close to getting the fleet back to where it should be. I just actually need an ESC for the 420, and I would get all my helicopters back on working condition. I want to. Uh, I want to move away, actually. Well, not move away from Hobby Wing. It's just that I really like Hobby Wing ESCs, but for the small helis, uh, the the telemetry precision is just not there. So what I wanted to do was actually try a YGE 
ESC a YG65, which uh, everyone says has really good uh, telemetry with VBAR. So the plan no, is to you get. You don't need to move away from hobby wing ESCs. You need to move away from small helicopters. Yes. 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 And then yes. you don't have to worry about the ESC. Yes. Yeah, that that's a good point. But you know, I just need an ESC, and I I actually sold my 380 because oh. I the plan was oh, actually to oh, get correct. Yeah, false correct, false correct. Just yes, false correct. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I, and I said it before that you know the the my original plan um, was to get uh, a Kraken, a Kraken, an original Kraken seven hundred orange, but uh, things didn't line up. Um, the original, the original idea was to actually sell the three eighty and the four twenty and get into seven hundred size, but you know that. That couldn't materialize, so now I have to do something different because you know it's uh, you know it's it's just one part that I just need to get that helicopter back back up in the air. You know I have everything else for it, so it's just uh, it's just a matter of getting that ESC. So I think that I'm gonna be flying that you know whenever I can again and uh, put that ESC in there and get it back up. It's actually a pretty good flying helicopter to be honest with you. I really like flying that machine the last time that i flew it you know it was really good it was it was flying really really good i i really liked it the the floatiness of the of the stretch 380 you know it's just it's just very nice very very nice so guys look now that you now there's camera action here let's let's flip this around a little bit yeah this isn't free, this isn't free fall here we don't have the camera stuff <laughs> yeah nimbus kit right here baby Ooh, nimbus Ooh. Let me see. Yeah, this it's, a it's a small heli. It's a small heli. Look at this. This is pretty cool. This is where all the servos get mounted to. And it's also, Wait, is, that, is that one piece? Oh, have you already started yeah. assembling it? Oh, or? okay. No, this is just one piece. Damn. Well, that's kind of like... Um, that's cool. What is it? Uh, there's, a, there's a palmetto bug on your floor, right? Motherfucker. Gotta die. <laughs> Isn't, didn't Look. Oxy do a one piece thing like that, too, for... For know. mounting servos, uh, not any here. of the oxys. Not any of the oxys I have. Good I've seen that before, where somewhere it was all one piece for that. But anyway, dude, that is one <laughs> sexy ass canopy, dude. Stop! Tr- stop saying they were cloning stuff. Okay, <laughs> I'm not saying they're cloning. <laughs> he's saying it very politely, though. Yeah, he's definitely being PC about it. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a nice looking. That's a nice looking canopy. It's gonna look awesome. All right, I'm getting off. I don't want you guys getting too excited for me being on here. <laughs> I don't know. I can spot more cockroaches for you. That's true. That motherfucker might kill it too. Dude, we li- when we lived in Florida, I'm pretty sure there was at any given moment at least ten cockroaches within arm's reach. Like they were just they they never left the house ever. Dude, so I we, lived, we, I like, killed so many fucking so fucking many of them. <laughs> dude, I live twenty blocks from the Everglades. That's how far west I live in Miami. Like, I don't live near Miami Beach. I live the other opposite side of Miami. Well, I guess it could be worse. It could be an alligator or a python. That's true. See, I just get bears in my backyard. That's all. Right. Any mooses? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so you might as well be in Alaska, right? Well, they're not grizzlies, actually. They're black bears, so they're not as bad. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not cuddly though, so no, they're definitely not cuddly. I, uh, I actually I live in a I live in a basement suite, and my landlords actually have uh, a couple of apple trees, and 
we the bears have definitely come in and destroyed <laughs> done some pretty good heavy damage to some of the apple trees are they mm. aggressive around people or just curious or a mixture of both depends on the bear mm. um if if they're if you're getting in between their food then yes they will get aggressive but otherwise they usually will try and run away they don't they don't usually like to stick around I have never run into wildlife that large outside of a zoo. <laughs> I think oh. I think a deer, a deer, maybe an elk, an elk. Well, elks are pretty big, but I think a deer is probably about as big as I've ever seen outside outside uh, of a zoo. I've seen moose, many deer, bear, foxes. I used to get foxes in our backyard all the time. Um, yeah, I've, we used to have foxes in our yard when actually, I was a kid. There's a there's there's quite a few coyotes that live in our neighborhood. It's just kind of weird because we live in suburban Dallas. But um, I've seen them, you know, early in the mornings and stuff. I'm, I'm dropping my daughter off at school. But there was a a, a post on uh, social media for the neighborhood uh, we use next door, and there was a lady that was saying. And then this lady has a history of being, you know, a bleeding heart for for wildlife. So she saved squirrels and ducks and baby birds, you name it. And she. Uh, she sends out this post of, I have a, a, a stray dog that I found. Does it belong to anybody? It took, <laughs> oh, it, no. It took, a while, it took a while for him to get into the car, but I finally got him. And she takes this picture, and it's like this this coyote is sitting in her driver's seat out with his head out the window. And we're like, holy shit. Like, are you, are you kidding? Are you serious? That's, that's not a dog. <laughs> and I've so seen... then, the, then the conversation quickly moved to, how do I get a coyote to get out of my car? Like oh my god, so that was. I actually saved that picture because that was beautiful. That was like the funniest thing I'd seen in a long time. <laughs> I think that's a picture that's passed around a while because I've seen that one before too. Oh man, well the one that the, this one was actually on our street because like I recognized the building behind the shot, so like I know this was this was actually in our neighborhood. <laughs> oh, well, should we let Javier finish his week? We never do that. Oh, okay. No, they they don't let was, me. I thought he was done. You're sure? I am. I am done. I am done. I am done. Okay, I don't feel bad then. Okay. Feel yeah, bad there's 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 not much there. These days, at least, <laughs> eventually there will be, but not right now. <sighs> so Javier, you got to get your entire fleet ready for Urcha. Yep. So you can cut. You can come post up on the XL power booth like you did last year with all your god helicopters. So everybody can throw it in salad. you like we did last year. No, I'm not going to Asia this year. No, oh my God, this guy again. This, you just are you just going out of your way to hurt my feelings today? No, I'm Is just it? not. I'm just not flying this year. Well, I'm taking. You, I mean, I'm, I'm taking. Like Forty five minutes away from Urcha, but... No, I, it's it's like it's like uh, three or four hours. But I mean, it's a very manageable drive. But um, but it's not that. You know, I'm just not flying. The, I'm kind of. Taking a hiatus this year. How is that possible for the most that for you, Javier? How is that possible? How are you going to get off the hobby this year? Is it is it the hunting or the I'm sorry, the fishing and the watches? <laughs> They're no, taking you away from the, from the helicopters. You know, if you oh. want to buy so many expensive watches, you could probably afford to fix your helicopters. Seriously, man. Like that's that's like that's like two 700s right there. Yeah. No, like of course that. I mean, as as expensive as it is, it's actually cheaper than a, than a 700. 
Remember, no I've way. made the math. I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, like he made the math. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I mean, made all the math. I've crashed into 712 times, but, you know. <laughs> well, it's, it, the problem is getting one in the first place. I mean, I could have gotten a Kraken 700 at a, at a pretty good deal once, but, you know, it didn't happen. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I, yeah, no, no. Um, next year, next year for sure. Next year for sure. I think it'll be the finally the year of the seven hundred. No, I think if you sold your long, if you sold your long jeans, you could uh, you get a seven hundred then. No, I I actually I actually looked that up on Chrono Twenty Four, and it's uh, very devaluated. So no, that that precise model is not one that might get me into. Into a seven hundred for sure. See, but yeah, you, should, you yeah, shouldn't someday, have bought it in someday. the first place. You should you should have just bought a helicopter instead of the watch. Then you wouldn't have. Then you would have actually had fun devaluating it. Well, the problem is that I, 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 I don't know. It's, then I then I have to pay for the crashes. It's but really hard to crash. It's really hard to crash a watch. So there's that. <laughs> right. You, know, you do have that yeah. in your favor. Of course, of course. You know, I, I, you know, my last watch lasted me. 15 years with, uh, you know, like, I don't know, I, I don't know how many, um, you know, battery changes. I mean, very few. So, so that's, that's much less expensive. Actually, it's actually fishing, even on my worst day, which I was talking to, uh, to Darren about that, you know, I, I lost four lures, which is what, like 20 bucks. I mean, that, that doesn't compare to crashing a helicopter, even if just, doing a mild crash so yeah it's uh it's it yeah it's 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 difficult but this year i have i have to take a a, a no fly you know i don't think i'll attend a, an event um i would like to go to urcha even if just you know without flying but i don't know i don't know if that'll happen if i can make it out to urcha then you better be there if and if you can make if you can make it out to urcha I'll, I'll you know if if the whole team is going to urcha i'll go even if i don't fly oh there's a challenge that is a challenge. Yeah. I like that I'll challenge. Be I'll be there. Have you been before, Darren? I have never been and always wanted to. Back in 20, just before, uh, just before COVID hit, the 20, well, the plan was for 2020. There was actually going to be a big contingent of, of guys here from BC that were going to go. And uh, unfortunately, COVID hit and canceled the whole thing for us to go but uh yeah we'll see it all depends for me personally it all depends on the covid rules and how it works for for getting out there in the first place for for getting on an airplane and whatnot so i have everything i need to go and take uh a couple helicopters with me on the on the airplane i have access to a golf case and everything like that i mean honest question is uh is covid still a consideration at this point in canada because it's kind of non-existent as far as regulations and restrictions go down here um yeah it doesn't doesn't exist in florida anymore we we yeah well i mean it hasn't existed in florida and texas since like june of 2020 (laughs) (laughs) pretty much yeah unfortunately we uh, have a much more socialistic government out here and so technically there over most things are now open. Um, so yeah, most of the things is not a big deal anymore, but there's still a few things that are, uh, still contentious issues. 
that's the yeah. that's the reason for that whole freedom trucker convoy thing that happened you know a few months ago right yeah no i i remember i remember that but i didn't know yeah. if it was still i thought that was kind of because you know there was a similar thing that happened here in the US but everyone was like you're you're protesting things that haven't actually been you know restricted for like a year now so like why exactly are you protesting i didn't know if it was the same way in canada like it was on its way out but they they had just gotten the momentum to protest so they just did it anyway or if it literally was that much of of a still pertinent lockdown related kind of stuff at see the 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 biggest thing is the differences between the prov- provinces and the the federal government right and that's that sounds similar. most of the yeah exactly most of the provinces have have all released any of their covid uh, lockdowns or restrictions and all that now it's pretty much open uh, provincially wise the federal government however has not released or not uh, removed any of their restrictions yet oh interesting any of them yeah interesting yeah the and i don't know what the province like in canada the, between uh, like what's what's the power balance between federal and I guess the analogy would be federal and state government in the United States, but yeah. you know between federal and provincial government in Canada, like how is that split handled? Basically, in this particular case, any any employee that is what they call federally regulated, so uh, for example, the train systems, uh, the train systems go all the way across Canada, so they're considered a fegu- federally regulated company even though it's a private company they're still considered to be you know uh, have to follow federal regulations rather than provincial regulations so any of the federal government's restrictions the train train uh, companies have to go and still are required to follow even though the provinces have opened up all of their restrictions the uh, federal government has not opened up any of their restrictions for you know federally regulated companies so for example uh, they have put in a mandate you in order to remain employed by a federally regulated company, you are required to have the vaccines. They tried to do that here and it didn't work out so well for them. Yeah, I know. And I kind of wish it would have <laughs> been the same here, but unfortunately the, uh, yeah. our court system is far too slow. Well, that's interesting. Um, so for flights and everything, I guess you have one set of rules when you leave Canada and the one set of rules when you enter the United States. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, you come here, you can, so. you can rip the mask off halfway through the flight. <laughs> <laughs> the, the biggest, and that's the other one is for entering back into the country. I'm not quite sure. I, the, the regulations have been changing. The rules have been changing so often lately that I'm not even sure exactly what the rules are right now for getting back into Canada. Oh, right. Yeah. Cause I'll, I mean, my father-in-law travels a lot for work and he's been, you know, even throughout this entire time he's been traveling. And I mean, I, I want to say the dude's had like, 10,000 COVID tests because <laughs> you have to test every time, every time you, every time you leave and every yeah. time you come back and he travels like every week. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, we'll see how that all works out this summer. Yeah. And, and what about the, uh, I knew that, uh, you know, there was an agreement between, between AMA and the, and the Canadian version of AMA and then they broke it. I mean, is that going to be an issue also, you know, with your, uh, you know, insurance, flight insurance type thing, you know, when you come to the U.S.? So that's a whole new thing that's recently come about. So traditionally, AMA and MAC is what we call it, the Model Aeronautics Association of Canada. AMA and MAC have always had a, what do they call it, a reciprocal agreement. So each one is 
is good for the other country kind of a thing. So if I flew in the US, my AMA was valid at, or my MAC was valid at any AMA sanctioned field or event. And for you guys, if you came to a Canadian, to here in Canada, it was the same way. Unfortunately, now with the federal governments getting involved with all their stupid rules and regulations, both here in Canada and for you guys in the US, that has made our reciprocal agreements not physically, not actually possible anymore. Uh, those, those agreements were all based on insurance more than anything else. And unfortunately, so here in Canada, <clears throat> the government of Canada is requiring Mac to report in uh, a rough estimate of how many pilots and aircraft are being flown every year. When I go and renew my, my Mac membership every year, uh, there's a checklist, or I shouldn't say checklist, a, a little box that I'm supposed to pick to give an, a rough estimate, and it doesn't have to be precise. They just want to say, you know, are you expecting to be flying about six aircraft this year or one aircraft this year or whatever? And there also is supposed to be a, how do I call it? sort of almost like a graduated licensing system where it's either a student or a pilot or an instructor. And that is something that has to be provided by Mac to the government of Canada. And unfortunately, we can't, ha can't require anybody with AMA to do that either. And then, of course, with a lot of the registration that you guys have to do in the U.S. and whatnot that has made it not possible technically for us to be flying in the U.S. either. And so, unfortunately, MAC and AMA have had to go, they've been kind of forced to remove the reciprocal agreement that we had. Now, there is sort of a halfway silver lining. MAC is offering a low-cost, out-of-country, short-term membership for people that are outside that are not in Canada that are not Canadian. So for example, if you guys wanted to come up to Canada to fly, there is a and I don't remember the cost of it, but there is a I think it's a 6-month membership that you guys can get for a very inexpensive cost that basically follows all of those rules kind of a thing and and allows you guys to come and fly. And then AMA has done the same thing for Mac members as well. So I can get a lower cost AMA membership now so that I can come and fly in the US, yes. But it's now it's not just free like it used to be anymore, unfortunately. Right. And and plus it's more work that you have to do. Yeah. So it is still possible. It's just yeah, it's just more difficult, that's all. More paperwork, more red tape. Right, right. Okay. Okay. The, at least it's it's you know it, it is possible. Yeah. It's really idiotic in it's my a, opinion, but it's a bunch of malarkey is what it, it is. is. It really is. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I only get the AMA because in order to fly on my club, I got to have it plus fun flies. So it's like this privilege that I got to pay for in order to enjoy my hobby. Mm -hmm. Because the insurance, it's only applicable if you hurt somebody or, or if something if some, if some kind of building breaks on that, because if I crash, it doesn't help me at all. No, yeah. 
let me ask you guys this. How many clubs in the U.S. are not AMA clubs that that require AMA membership? They all they all require them. All of them. Okay. Because yep. it's pretty much the same way here in Canada too. Yeah, yeah. You have to to pay your club fee and then prove that you have AMA. And then, pho- then Photoshop skills really come in uh, handy when you keep remaking your uh, AMA car. <laughs> we actually uh, i'm actually vice president for my club and we actually do a check to see whether a person's ama or mac mac is actually valid or not so bunch of malarkey bunch of malarkey more malarkey <laughs> but i you know i actually don't mind getting my mac membership I also formerly was involved as a Mac. So uh, here in Canada, we have a number of, or within Mac, we have a number of different committees that are based on a lot of the specialist type of thing. And there was a, a, a there's a committee specifically for for helicopters. And I was actually the chairman for the Mac helicopter committee for a number of years. So, so you were like the, you're like West Manier. No. Virtue. Well, no. Um, it would be more because actually AMA does actually have a guy who is part of AMA as far as the helicopter thing like that too. Um, I can't yeah. remember what his name is. But there is somebody for AMA that does that as well. And although I don't think it's a committee, I think it's just one person for AMA, but I could be wrong on that. And I was I did it for, I think, four or five years, something like that. And I will say this, Mac, at least anyways, really does work an awful hard with in the background um, to try and keep things going. Fortunately for us here in Canada, when the Canadian rules and regulations came into effect, they actually put an exemption for any Mac member at any Mac sanctioned field. So we actually had a pretty much almost complete exemption to all of the really idiotic Transport Canada. Because here in Canada, they're requiring, if you don't have your Mac and you want to fly, you have to have a special RPAS license. Um, What is it? Remotely Piloted Aerial System License. And it's a test that you have to take. And it does cost you money to take the test. And... Um, the basic one is good for a lifetime, but if you want to get the, the bigger one for commercial stuff, that one only lasts two years and you have to renew it every two years and go through all kinds of other rigmarole and garbage. And even if you have that RPAS, there's huge restrictions on how you can fly, where you can fly and so on and so forth. And fortunately for us, if you are a Mac member at a Mac sanctioned field, you were exempt. And the reason why we got that is simply because Mac was pushing so hard in the background to do that. And we actually had a re- have a reasonably decent relationship with the, with the Transport Canada in being able to go and get that, really, uh, that exemption. So I, for me, I am quite thankful that we actually had Mac to do a lot of that. And I heard a lot of the, you know, saw some of the arguments and discussions going on in the background as part of the helicopter chairman. So. Very cool. 
So uh, do we actually have a topic? I think not. I think uh, I think we spent a good time, you know, going just. Uh, I think just this episode on. is awesome. I think this episode is awesome, and you know, you don't, you don't want to have too much of a good time. Yeah, no, I think that this is this is pretty good. So we're at like an hour and a half, maybe a little bit a little bit more than that, right? Yeah, I, I would say that we can probably cut this now. and outtakes bloopers and outtakes and there was much rejoicing um uh, mr javier oh there you I go want. that's why I, I cannot you know what i cannot follow the chat because as as become into uh fishing and watch uh chat it's no longer about helicopters you know i got all these new models that i want to talk about and no one's there talking about heli so i'm like f this this They'll tag me when they need me. No, I mean the it's a free world. It's a free chat. You can talk no, no, it's, about no, that no, if you that. want. I mean, we talk about that because we're not flying right now. If you're flying, you can for That's sure not... share that. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from sharing that. No, 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 no. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I fly every Sunday. I fly every Sunday. I yeah. make it I make it a religious uh uh what's the word I'm looking commitment, okay? I am like you know, the guys that walk on their knees on the pebbles to some famous church, stuff like that. I do that every, I do a pilgrimage every Sunday to my field to go fly. Yeah. And that's what we're not hearing about. That's the problem. That's what I'm complaining about. I mean, yeah, you, you, you post on, on, on Instagram also every so often, but you know, you should be sharing with us. I mean, you can post pictures or send a message. Hey guys, I'm flying or whatever. I mean, you are more than welcome in the chat. I mean, okay, but you you, you have decided not to not to post in the chat. No, it has become the uh, fishing and uh, nice watches, which you know I can really appreciate it because some of these are really really nice, and I have to hold myself back from wanting to buy another one. You know, you know my poor little dated just Rolex just sits in my in my thing. Um, but yeah. I want a new watch too. I haven't done that yeah. much fishing. Watches, yes, but hasn't been yeah. that much fishing. Oh, there's been some fishing stuff in there, man. There has been fishing stuff, yes, but uh... yeah. And it before it used to be, I kid you not. Before before we left the, our wonderful iPhone chat, which rest in peace, it was predominantly uh, arguing with uh, Javier about non SAV helis. And he needs to open. He needs to broaden his experience, and yes. different, different fly barless units. Which that's that that we'll never have. We'll never talk about that again. We we've made it clear on the podcast. And what else? What else? Architecture? Are you kidding yeah, me? Architecture, you yes, you talked about architecture. I mean, you complain about the watches, but you you guys just talked about architectural. 
every, no. every time you could. No, 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 no. We yes, 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 yes. There's even architecture content on this chat. <laughs> no, that is not true. Yes, there is. I mean, there's little, but there's there's at least one picture that I think that that uh, that that Paul posted that uh, you know it's some something he saw that some building that he designed or something. There was some architecture sprinkled in there. You cannot say no. Okay, I'll take. I'll, I'll accept that. You see, it's a free chat. I don't want oh, a free world. I, I don't. I don't want a free world. Okay. I want helis, helis, and more helis. You guys are my helis are my escape to the drum loan of life. You know all the annoying shit that I got to deal with at work, and just general fuckery that happens. This is how I escape. See, I will agree. We need more helis in the chat. I will very much agree with that. Oh. And more importantly, Excel power helis. We need more of that in the chat. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was wondering when that was going to come out. Hey, I haven't put in a, I haven't put in a plug in a while, so yeah. just just because you're getting a Nimbus, I mean, doesn't mean that I already have we should it. I we should it. we should talk about it. that. I mean, I already have it sitting in a box downstairs. Right, right. I mean, it would be worth talking if I got like a Kraken or something. Then that would be worth talking about. Uh, oh, it's right. an old model. You, it doesn't matter. Work. It's still it's still ten times more beautiful than 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 you know anything anyone you else know, can do. Oh my god, beauty's an eye of the beholder. And what's more beautiful is when they crash and you have to spend six or seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's beautiful. Okay, the beautifulness is the face of the people when they put them in. Just you can see, like, fuck, I'm not gonna get to eat next week because I got to spend all my money, all my check is like, hold on. Let me go get another credit card so I can afford to fix my my goblin again. Reminds me of the old Dan Reed thing. You crashed that goblin yet? <laughs> Frank's oh. losing it now. <laughs> so, so I, Frank's Frank's he, choking. He's dying. <laughs> so before even getting on here, I go downstairs and I pick up, pick up my podcast supplies. So I got like four bags of Cheetos. Two McDonald pies and like four beers. And I take a picture of the beers. So it's like, hey, about to record a podcast. Just so everybody knows it is on, like fucking Donkey Kong. Paul's really good about going with the flow, especially when we when we start beating on Javier. Oh, he's the best at it because, <laughs> because he comes from a completely different direction than I'm doing. So it's like. Javier's getting completely tag team by us, like just visually violated, verbally violated from us, which is the best part. Which is <laughs> the best. I know. I'm here I know. to defend him on the nitro stuff, though. I'm here to oh. defend defend Javier on the nitro stuff. The there goblin, go. definitely. Guys, I'm a guys, goblin hater, but uh... guys, it's okay. They sell tampons and pads for people that don't want to fly <laughs> nitro. <laughs> An awful lot of noise from you there. I'm eating Cheetos. Sorry. <laughs> What's that? Well, I don't remember you ever kicking the ampoule. I did do the uh, the one where you got where you got upset at me. You and Augie both got upset at me for the uh, bring, t- trying to bring back the not a goblin hashtag thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. 
that was that was that was the one I started. But uh, hey, can you guys other hear me? than that, I pretty much keep quiet. Yep. Yep. Polly. Hey. He definitely is open to uh, uh, ideas, and he knows how to make things work. Most importantly, he's fluid in bullshit. Uh. Yeah, I can, def- I can definitely. That's one of the two languages, out. right? Yeah. One of the two languages. I speak English and bullshit. And total <laughs> bullshit. All right, guys. So, what All are right. we going to talk about today? Oh, obviously, fishing and watches and architecture <laughs> and potentially helicopters. Are you yeah, going hard. to. Oh, are you going oh, to the here. bathroom or what? No, I'm, I'm pouring water in a cup. <laughs> pouring pouring water in a cup, eh? Yeah. In a big, in a big ceramic cup? cup? <laughs> no, no. And, and just, I can take a picture if you guys want, you know? Oh, no, please, please don't take a picture. <laughs> we don't need a picture. Yeah, no. <laughs> Look, guys, you can see it on the chat. You know, there's water heating up here. Dude, why are, you, why are you taking a piss in the microwave? That's just unsanitary. I'm not, I'm not taking a piss in the microwave. <laughs> That's an image I, I didn't want to see, Frank. Turn it off. Turn it off. No, Why dude. are you heating up your piss in the microwave? I mean, no, dude. I need, I need to. So I need to heat up a cup, 